Hey, Kick Aspirational listeners. Uh, got an exciting podcast this week, trying to find uh, people who have created something, um, you know, either out of, after getting out of school this past year or during COVID, but, you know, within the last, you know, year or two, um, and, and how they're using what they've created, a side hustle, to build a business during COVID. Uh, I think that a lot of people, you know, the Kick Aspirational podcast is about breaking through barriers in your life, getting unstuck, figuring out the things you want to do where your passions and your abilities and your ability to earn a little money come together. It's like a Venn diagram where those three things intersect. That's kind of where we need to focus our time and effort typically. It's where we're going to be, feel rewarded, feel like we're making a difference and feel like we're adding value to the world. And ultimately, I think it's where we're mostly going to, you know, create meaning in life. At least from a from an economic standpoint, and from a hopefully hopefully more than that, hopefully from a you know contribution to uh, to to the world, and and it happens in different ways. You know, sometimes people think you have to be Mother Teresa to change the world, but you know, if you look at Apple, or you look at uh, Starbucks, or you look at Excess, or you look at uh, a lot of different brands that have made a big difference in people's lives, Nike as an example, uh, they're social change agents as they grow and as they build community. And as they figure out the lifestyle values, the brand values that they share with the community that they're in. And uh, so this week, we're going to talk to Adam Mundy. He started a business out of college after this last year. Uh, he graduated in May of 2019. He started a company with his brother called Charlie Todd. They make these fantastic wallets. And uh, they have these really cool slimline ones that I happen to love. If this is um, sort of replacing a uh, Paul Smith wallet that I have, very similar, uh, only it costs about a third as much, maybe less, maybe a quarter as much. Uh, they're about $45, so very inexpensive and really high quality leather. It's beautiful, beautiful little wallet. And he also does these field note wallets that have places for your cards and money and business cards, but it also has place for little field notes notebook, which I always love taking notes in meetings. I have a lot of meetings. It helps me remember and also helps me listen intentionally as I'm in a meeting. But uh, so these are great. You can put them in your pocket. You can put them in a backpack, easy to carry with you. And um, just, I love what he's doing. More importantly, I just love the fact that he's doing it during COVID. And so uh, uh, Adam gave us a, uh, a code for Kick Aspirational listeners. It is kickass, and you get 15% off at charlietoddgoods.com. So just type in kickass, you're gonna get 15% off at charlietoddgoods.com. They'll do custom things. If you don't like what you see on the on the site, and you want something different, they'll they'll work with you to do that too. But uh, this is a great podcast. I'm, I'm trying to keep these a little tighter, a little shorter, but um, really get into different ways that people are breaking through through barriers in their lives, creating something, a side hustle that's uh, meaningful and that is productive for them. And uh, I'd love to hear stories that you have. If you, if you know of a good side hustle or somebody who's doing something, you want to tell me about something you're working on, uh, maybe it'll be an opportunity we can bring you on the podcast and you can help our listeners think about how they can break through barriers in their life. So enjoy this. Adam Mundy, charlietoddgoods.com. Kick ass for 15% off. Let's do this. Hi, this is Dave Anderveen, and we are back with a Kick Aspirational podcast. We're doing a... Uh, Fun new segment, series of segments uh, this year, this kind of school year, I like to say. You know, after the summer, we're coming back to a, a new season. But um, I thought coming back after after the summer break, we'd interview people who have kind of broken through barriers post-COVID or during COVID. 
And today, because the Kick Aspirational Podcast is all about helping people break through barriers in their life, today we are going to talk with Adam Mundy, who uh, lives in Laguna Beach, uh, family friends. Adam graduated from Boston University uh, in May this past this past school year, mm-hmm. and um, we'll let him talk about his story a little bit. But basically, he found himself home without uh, without a lot planned. Decided to make it productive, and so he started a company. Uh, similar to, to, to Leslie uh, Davidson, who we interviewed last time, last segment. So this is an exciting time. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Good to have you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. You know, it's kind of funny. We've been doing Zoom. We've been using Zoom a lot to do podcasts uh, just because uh-huh. it's so simple and elegant. And you literally don't live very far from me, so we could probably do this in person. But I figure it's easier to do it on Zoom and maybe a little bit more socially conscious. So Yeah, probably more acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to sit in the same room. How are you doing, Adam? I, it's, uh, I guess I've, I've been seeing you a fair amount lately. We were just on a boat with your parents uh, yeah. this past weekend. Tell us a little bit about Charlie Todd, your wallet company. By the way, I just bought not only a Charlie Todd wallet from you, which I love. I love these small, thin wallets. I had a um, Paul Smith wallet, which was is getting old, but it's uh-huh. also a lot bulkier. And when I'm traveling and doing things, I like thin wallets. So this is cool because it's even thinner than my old one. And, uh, and so like when you're just going out, you can throw this in your pocket, you can put some cash in there if you have some um, yep. cards. And then you also introduced me to, this is by the way, I love the little bags that you have, the Charlie Todd bags. Um, I also Thanks. just bought this from you. This is the Charlie Todd Field Notes wallet. So you've got a place for your cards and cash and accoutrement, whatever you're gonna put in there. And then you also have a field notes. And I, I, when you were talking about this, I said, man, I love, I always carry a notebook because um, I like to take notes in every meeting that I go to, anything that I'm th- doing, yeah. thinking about, I want to capture it. My brain's not as good as it used to be. Love this. This is brown leather. It's gorgeous. You can pick different colors. These are just two things we've tried so far today. But uh, tell us a little bit, a bit about Charlie Todd, how you started it, why you started it. And by the way, why is it called your name's not Charlie and your name's not Todd. Why is it called Charlie Todd? <laughs> well, uh, well, first of all, Charlie Todd is based off of my brother and I. Uh, this all kind of developed during quarantine because I was finishing my schooling and I had all this free time. And I always wanted to make something of my own from scratch. I always loved woodworking um, and other just hand hobbies, essentially. And probably by the end of my semester, I just wanted to be more creative and find something that I could really put all my energy into while I was trying to find a new job. And my brother, similar situation, he's in high school, however, and he wanted to do something as well. So uh, he has a little more of a different taste than me. He's a little more colorful he likes just different things but we both love creating things with our hands so we made charlie todd so we have one company that provides different looks and um, uses for leather goods so my side's more classic traditional earth tones and his is more of a colorful look um and yeah it happened during quarantine i just just really felt the need to see what I could do. I saw a lot of videos online um, of different leather workers doing things. And the more I watched, the more I realized 
maybe I could do this. You know, it doesn't seem like it's too expensive of a hobby. It's pretty accessible for people. And uh, originally I actually started more for family and friends, you know, like my mom wants a leather uh, eyeglass case or a friend wants a wallet, just like the one that's one that you have um, that eventually became the, one of the bread and butters of our, of our brand. But uh, yeah, essentially kind of got inspired through quarantine. And it's funny because, you know, the, um, I'm like the Paul Smith wallet, the brown one, the dark brown one was probably hundreds of dollars. And mm -hmm. your uh, Charlie Todd wallet was uh, $49? 45 yeah. $45, wow. Yeah. Make it 49. No, but yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the great, this is a great little wallet. It's very inexpensive compared to what you would nor normally pay from, for a, a typical designer. Uh -huh. I do like the Charlie Todd name. Now you're Adam, your brother's Andrew. Uh -huh. You decided to call this Charlie Todd? Yeah. So Andrew Adam doesn't sound very great. But, uh, <laughs> I, I was just sitting around one day and we we're just trying to think of names. Uh, we kind of had the logo figured out of the little Aspen leaf. Um, and Aspen leaves also changed quite a bit during the seasons. We felt that was like an appropriate um, logo for our lines of walls that change every season, essentially. Um, and I was just sitting around and I was like, Charlie Todd, that doesn't sound too bad. I, did, I kept saying it more and kept asking friends and just kind of was the name that settled the best and kind of, they're two very different names too. So it's two different, very uh, different styles. So Charlie Todd, um, is this something, you know, I know you just graduated Boston University. It's a great school. Mm -hmm. What did you study there? Did you study leatherworking or uh, <laughs> very, a very unrelated topic. Uh, my degree itself is called European Studies. It was a newer uh, program at Boston University, but essentially covered international relations, European history, and histories related to Europe and like Northern Africa and other places, and then foreign language. And that's where I also got a, a minor degree in German. Oh, wow. So you've taken, you've, you've taken a fair bit of German? Yeah, I've, I did about three and a half years of that in school. And then I did Italian as well. Um, and then grew up speaking, you know, Spanish and some French and everything. So just an appropriate degree for my personality. That's great. And uh, so have you taken the foreign service exam? Is this, are you going to be a diplomat? What's the, what's the future? Of the I haven't, haven't taken that. Um, my initial plan out of college, and it was looking like it was going to go that way, was getting a job in D.C. or Virginia or New York, just because that's where a lot of the like consulting firms are. Um, a lot of the policy research institutes are there. And that's kind of what I love to look at was researching different policies and looking at the ramifications of those things. Um, and then around March, I was here for spring break. My school shut down. And I would just keep trying for job applications and the economy just, especially in that area, was just shut down with the coronavirus and uh, can't get to Europe. So it's not like business is uh, uh, feasible right now um, in terms of like personal services instead of product and manufacturing. But so that was kind of the unfortunate event. And then uh, kind of just since then been giving myself different options for after school knowing how uncertain things are so that's great well it's i, I think it's uh it's good to work I, I worked in a few i worked for the american enterprise institute and the acton institute and i worked in 
term limits and for a congressman, but mm -hmm. um, ultimately I uh, shifted gears out of that, ended up in energy drinks. So I, I can relate to the, uh, the, to the, the uh, starting on something that maybe you, you will end up doing. Maybe you will be uh -huh. in, in public policy and think tanks, but uh, I think it's always good to have a way to earn some income because working in public policy, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it doesn't always, doesn't always pay the bills the way you want it to. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, it's very exciting. Uh, that you study that and, uh, you know, the world will, will come back online and, and those things will still be there, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. But right now you've decided to create your own company. And as I'm looking at these wallets, and, and I kind of love this because, you know, a lot of people got stuck during COVID. We all did in a way. And the question is, do you pivot? Um, and so you started making these wallets. And these look like, are these hand stitched? There's a lot, of, yep. a lot of intricate stitching on these. I I have no machines in my little garage shop. Essentially. You're making these yourselves by hand, is that right? Yep, so I make all the designs, usually through just like cut out paper templates that I make on Adobe Illustrator. Uh, but I source the leather on my own, I source all the stitchings, the glues, uh, all my tools, and then I make them all, all by hand. Wow. Essentially. Yeah. And, and since, so when did you start doing this? What, what month did you start making these? Uh, I'd say I started with the branding around the end of May, early June. Okay. Uh, that was kind of the transition period for my like college because I was finishing a 40 page paper for my undergraduate thesis. So I was busy with that. And then uh, I'd say June to July was me getting it going, getting the ball rolling. And then July, August was when it really started to actually pick up in terms of selling wallets. But I've been doing this for about a year and a half for just a personal, for fun on the weekends hobby. And That's it would great. be probably you know, three months old now. And how many, how many wallets can you, and does your, does Andrew make them with you or are you mainly making them yourself? So he began doing it with me, but he was very busy with school now. And so uh, it's been mostly me for the most part. Uh, I would say about a month or so we're going to have, his whole new side developed just cause he's had more time now to figure things out, but we're actually going to make his side of the business, uh, not really wallets, but more home items like, uh, desk, uh, folder holders and like belt cases and other items where we incorporate leather into, uh, metal hardwares and wood and other of our hobbies that we like to do as well. Interesting. And uh, so you, you started doing this basically when you got out of school a year and a half ago or so. Um, mm -hmm. And then, and so today, how many wallets are you producing? If you don't mind me asking, how many units are you producing a month right now? A month? It really has depended because, so we have like your large wallet, right? Your field notes. Uh, field notes. I'll, I'll have, yeah. The small so one. So I'll have different periods of time of, so like one month I sold maybe 15 to 20 of your smaller ones when I was first going just because friends of friends wanted one and then the word got out. But now it's been more of a, actually might have it right here, selling more of the field notes. And then this is our C3 wallet. So it's kind of an in-between. So this side I made for uh, business cards. Folding For people who are listening, it's a folding wallet. So yeah. The small wallet is just a, a rigid wallet that you can put a few cards in and some cash. Mm -hmm. Field notes is a bigger, almost like a, it still fit in your pocket, but it's a bigger, bigger wallet that holds a little notebook plus your cards and cash. This wallet you're showing right now is it's a small folding wallet. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's, I call this a C3 business wallet. Uh, mostly came actually inspired from my parents because and my dad's employees and everything where they have 50 business cards yeah. on them at all times. So I just made one of these. It's a little bit wider so you can fit your cash, business cards, everything on this end and then probably three to four cards on the other side. So I'd say I'd be making more of these in the field notes. Mm. Uh, it's going to be less quantity of those just because they're more expensive. But in the past month, I've probably made two or three of your field notes, uh, probably four of the C3, what I just showed you. And then around maybe five to 10 of the smaller ones, depending. Well, that's great. Well, like, how long does that take to produce? Uh, I'd say for the smaller wallets, about an hour. Uh, if I really am in the zone, I can probably do 45 minutes just for muscle memory. Uh, your larger field notes wallet, that's probably a three hour project. Hmm. And then the in-between is anywhere from two to three hours. Are you making enough money to cover your cost of time and materials? Yes. As a son of a businessman, I, <laughs> I always consider my uh, fixed and uh, variable costs. So I'd say most of the wallets go at around a 20% margin. And then I have enough money to not really keep it, but apply it to new tools and uh, new items that make the process more faster and a little easier. How is this going to scale? Are you going to be able to keep making more if you have more demand or are you going to have to start hiring some people? I'd say I can probably do for the most part on my own. Uh, it's not the most difficult item to make at scale because you can do uh, you can really section off the main, like the production process pretty well because essentially cutting, gluing, stitching. So you can cut out a bunch of panels and then uh, glue them together and then stitch them. Uh, for me, I only like to do hand stitching. So that takes a little extra bit of time. But with me and my brother, uh, unless this blows up for some reason, uh, we could, there's a lot of actually a lot of uh, outsourcing that is done in the United States for leather wallets and like Connecticut, New England, um, and also more middle America as well. But uh, for the most part, it's pretty manageable with me and uh, uh, my brother. You know, it's funny when I was um, in between the age of you and your brother, I was in college. Uh, one of the first like serious companies I started was a crystal jewelry company. And it was kind of similar in the way that my business partner and I, we would travel to Joliet, Illinois to buy crystals in bulk. And then we would, make the copper top and silver wire we would build up these necklaces and sell them at new age fairs but the um the thing that was great about it is we had to start taking into consideration our time and materials and then the margin that we wanted and, and make sure that it scaled and that it was mm -hmm. productive um do you feel like this is something that's how, how far do you want to take this well that's kind of the uh the trick of the moment just considering because i have you know my professional aspirations that I had before this, uh, that I'm just keeping, you know, I'm pushing with them, just getting applications going and making sure that lane isn't ever closed. I have this, and then I actually have potentially going to graduate school for like psychology instead. That's also one of my other great interests. So I'm kind of going with this, uh, week by week, hopefully making it enough to be a decent side hustle, but I'm pretty much just just going to go and take every opportunity I can to see where it goes. But I wouldn't necessarily say I have a full destination in mind of a full-time business and the, you know, a big workshop and employees, but we'll have to see. 
No, when I saw you the other day, yesterday, when I stopped by, I was with, I took Andrew surfing, then we stopped back and you were in the garage building these. Um, you were shooting a video. I noticed on your mm-hmm. website, charlietoddgoods.com, you've got blog posts about uh, different cultural interests, so whether it's reading, uh, coffee, music. Um, is the video on how you make these wallets also going on charlietoddgoods.com? I believe it should be. I might have taken it down from the website, but we have it on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I only have one video up from a, probably two months ago, and it's uh, making a specialty custom wallet that I had made that was a tan version of that business card folding wallet with some denim inside of it. Oh, cool. And, and that's me just showing you the process of how to make a wallet. And that's what I was doing yesterday, and it was this women's wallet, which is a... It's a C6, I think I'm going to call it. Salon wallet. It'll be out probably November. But uh, it also is even good for holding like a checkbook if you wanted to fit it in there or really anything. It's just a, a so new C- style. C6 is a longer woman's wallet that would go in a purse or maybe a, a guy can use it too for a checkbook. Right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's unisex. Yeah. So. I, I, really, I really never set out to make men's wallets. It was just kind of wanting to make very simple um, not very rugged because I felt like the leather industry was pretty saturated in a way with just rugged looking leather wallets and like beaten wood and brick walls and that kind of stuff. So I thought I would take a more like minimalist, simple approach to making wallets. More refined approach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also see that you, you're posting some of your favorite music on here. You've got the song of the month, FKJ at the Montreux Film Festival. What, uh-huh. uh, what, what, what inspired that? Well, uh, part of this business as well that I'm kind of playing with right now is not only providing an experience for your daily use of wallets or belts or whatever future products you're going to make, but also just as a place to look at creative things and explore new ideas. Cause I, I really do like to write as well. And mm. so that's where the blog came from. And Music's also one of those things that I've always felt like I had a very niche <laughs> uh, collection of music on my iPhone. And I always just like sharing those kinds of things. And uh, that that video or that that song was actually supposed to play automatically when you got on the website. But I like I think the code wouldn't corrupt or something, so I need to fix that. But I just like showing people things that they probably haven't seen before and uh, just kind of share different lifestyle ideas and hobbies and whatnot. So these are the sensibilities of Charlie Todd and uh, mm-hmm. the the fictional uh, fictional designer who actually are you and your brother. And are your so more or less are your tastes reflective of the brand's tastes, or did you specifically segment the brand along the lines of you know reading, music, and of course the leather goods that you sell? I'd say it's about fifty fifty. Uh, I'm a very like organized minimalist person. So it kind of goes with my personality, but at the same time, I ask every single person I sell a wallet to, I keep touch with them and keep asking them like how it is and what they want and kind of consider my own interest and what they want as well. Just cause I don't want to make just things for me. I like making things for other people at the end of the day. So yeah, no, but I think it's smart that a lot of people will start with their passions and the things they love and then they'll move into 
um, you know, as they, if they're smart, like, like you are obviously, and talking to their customers, they'll start getting feedback on, on the areas they can improve or areas they can shift that will be more reflective of what the, mm-hmm. the community is that they're serving. And I think that's, that's super smart. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do you have any interest in going into brand management or brand design or, or lifestyle branding, or is this just a, is this just a <laughs> side hustle until you get to uh, some of the things that you've been more focused on in your studies? I've definitely started to consider that over the past month or so, just sitting down and realizing that I, feel like I have actually some talent in marketing and branding and creating a, a brand itself. Um, it's definitely a thought. I, I'd personally enjoy more having the hands-on experience, being able to make the things and uh, get them out to people versus just uh, managing the brands themselves. So at the end of the day, probably just focus on my own thing, but I've always considered over the past month just where I could go and helping other people as well. How are you getting the word out right now? How are you reaching new customers beyond your family and friends? Uh, Mostly through social media. Uh, Facebook and Instagram have pretty good advertising algorithms now. So every once in a while when I make a new wallet, I'll advertise it on Instagram. And honestly, the leather community is very uh, collaborative and very open. It's not a zero-sum game. If I reached out to somebody that's big in the leatherworking, they will they will respond to me, and I'm just the 120 whatever follower page. So uh, most of it's just getting advice from people in the leatherworking community, and then uh, really just pushing a lot of content on a social media and giving the people to giving them a reason to come back and see what we're doing. Sounds like Charlie Todd needs a podcast. That's. Uh, <laughs> I have been a longtime podcast fan since 2012, so uh, you never know. One of these days could do that. Who are your favorite podcasters? Uh, I have a probably a regular list. I really like the Art of Manliness podcast. Uh, it's not necessarily for men. Like I know plenty of women who love it as well, but they go over a lot of different philosophical things and hobbies and different ideas for everyone to apply to their lives. I like uh, Jordan B. Peterson. I like, oh, there's so many at this point that I'm kind of losing track of them. But Art of Manliness has been my most regular listen. Um, That's awesome. And then just some history podcasts and those kind of things. What kind of uh, investment has it taken for you to get started in this? It's been a pretty accessible investment. Thankfully, I have support from a my parents but also i worked a lot through college so i had a lot of money saved up for this it's you can get all the tools you need for starting up for three to five hundred dollars and that's including all the things that you really need you know not just you know the bare minimum and then leather is pretty accessible you can get a nice shoulder which is probably this big for 60 bucks like what two by three yeah it's probably yeah two by three and that's 60 bucks and it's it's not a huge investment i probably put around anywhere from five to a thousand just depending on uh what's going on just because the variable cost for leather is just (laughs) it's very different but it's a pretty accessible hobby honestly is there is there a site you go to to buy it or a place you find uh 
I would say actually finding the things you want to use in Leathercraft is substantially harder than actually paying for the things you want to use because it's 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 just there's so many different types of leather out there now and there's so many different websites that it took me probably a good month to get a good handle on it uh i go to a lot of leather suppliers uh there's one in maine called acadia leather they have really good quality leather wicked and craig is one of the biggest vegetable tanned um leather distributors in the country but I also import a lot of it also from France and Italy uh, mm. through other other suppliers in Canada. There was a tool you showed me yesterday that uh, helps you punch, basically mix uh-huh. punches for the stitching. You said you bought that in Korea, is that right? Yeah, actually I have it right here. I brought some tools in case uh-huh. you want to see them. But yeah, show us some of your tools. Yeah, so this is the Cinebrox, uh pricking iron. Uh, originally they were used for just kind of marking where you want to put your holes and then you'll have your old stitching system. But this is now used to make the holes themselves and then you can do your hand saddle stitching. So that's from South Korea. Uh, I have this tool as well. This is a new one I just got. Uh, If you notice on your wallets, they're rounded on the edges instead of just flat squared on the edge. Here we go. Uh, The the nicely rounded edges and the saddle stitching on this wallet. So this tool here is called an edge beveler and that's what you use to essentially take off a nice little portion of the edge on both sides. And then I use uh, a thing called a wood slicker. It's just like a hand stick that has some grooves in it and that makes uh, all the surfaces smooth and uh, kind of puts everything together. Very, very smooth and, and uh, professional edges. Like it's, it looks like it came from a, some kind of a luxury design shop. Do, uh, don't let my wife know about the edge beveler. She might try and use that on me. She said I'm a little edgy. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, make sure not to mention it. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, that's excellent. What's the what's the hardest thing about starting this that you run into? The hardest thing, I'd probably say just probably managing your time. It's a little tricky, especially because it's hard to plan everything out. Uh, you'll go through a lot of waste. You'll waste a lot of leather on things that you thought you were going to do, but you never actually did them. Mm. Uh, and really just, it's just always important to consider how much you enjoy doing repetitive tasks in your hobby because it can, you can easily burn out of anything. Uh, but you just really have to give it time because it's frustrating because you want to get going. You want to have your branding done. You want to, you want to make sure you have everything in order very quickly, but it just takes a lot of time because you have your, your life on the side, you know? So yeah. I'd say just getting everything in order, not stressing too much and just taking it day by day, really. For your branding, did you do a, a, a trademark search before you, well, let me ask you, have you registered, um, have you, have you registered Charlie Todd or Charlie Todd goods? And did you That's, do a search? Yeah. So that's my like next uh, <laughs> task right now is to do all that just because it really started out as just me having a cool logo to like have on the wallets that I give to friends and everything. But now that people who aren't associated with my friends are buying wallets online, I, uh, I need to figure that out. Um, but yeah. I did do plenty of research on the logo and the name and there's not going to be any issues with that. Did you do that at the U.S.? Uh USTPO.gov, the U.S. Trade and Patent Office. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did look at that. You can actually file for your own patents or your own trademarks there too. Uh, but it's if you can, it's better to use an attorney because they're mm. more they'll they'll get it right. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they're more reliable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you and you technically don't need a trademark as long as you're not infringing on somebody else's in America. Uh, yeah, selling the trademark, uh, you you have first right, even if somebody tries to file later. So mm-hmm. I think you're probably, if you've looked and it's, it's uh, not taken, you're probably in pretty good shape. That sounds like a simple and effective way to get started without spending a ton of money. That's amazing. Yeah, so what's, exactly. what's, the, what's the best thing about this project? That uh, What's been the most exciting or you know rewarding part of it? Well, it sounds a little cliche, but I genuinely love the personal connection with people. It's really just satisfying to, A, make something from scratch that you have in your head and then just three hours later is as you visualize it in, in your hands and just giving people stuff that they actually want to use in their life. You know, it's just, you have that personal connection cause it's not like a, an iPhone. You don't think of the factory work at an iPhone. Right. It's just such a manufactured thing. But it, when I give you a wallet, every time you look at it, you know that I touched every hole and cut every edge and, you know, just like I, I you just have a personal connection with the thing. So it's just really rewarding. You know, that can, be stuff people. that can be a really good tagline for, for Charlie Todd. We touch every hole. <laughs> yeah, after I said that, I was like, eh, I probably shouldn't have said that word. No, no, it's okay. That's great. It's great I'll that you actually, it. you're, you're, you're physically building these yourself. And I think what you're saying makes a ton of sense. I mean, there's, there's a deep sense of reward when you've built something. At the end of the day, you can see the wallets that you've made. And then when, you, when somebody pays you for them, you know, they're exchanging value. You're adding value to somebody's life. They, like, like me, I needed a couple of new wallets and you've made these wallets and I've given you yeah. extra cash I've had. You've given me extra wallets you've had and the world's a happier and wealthier place at the end of it. I think that's, I like to say that's what makes humans very unique as animals. We're the only animals that can deliberately add value to another animal's life. Um, that is true. But, you know, different than a symbiotic relationship. Um, what else do you want to tell us? Is there, what are any, any surprises or uh, things you think people heard? If somebody's thinking like, let's say there's other college graduates as an example, or other people mm-hmm. kind of stuck in life, particularly during COVID, that's just saying, man, I need to go, I need to figure something out. Um, what, what advice would you, would you give people who are thinking about going after their, their personal interests, their passions? Yeah, I'd probably say, A, there's really not a whole lot to lose when it comes to just beginning. It's a lot of procrastination that you can do and it's not very beneficial, but I would say, A, don't burn every bridge when you're starting to do it. So say I was someone who graduated college and I wanted to become a carpenter, but I wanted to do this other side business. It's not good to just go full on with that one business. It's good to keep your options open you have a job already don't quit your job for the whole project really just take it day by day take it very slowly and know that it can happen eventually we just have to have the patience to do it or else you're going to burn out or you're going to just go hard in and then you have bridges burned and you can't have any other alternatives so i'd recommend people just taking it day by day and making sure that doing these repetitive tasks that are involved in every business is actually going to be rewarding to you so comparing the idea of something and the actual practicality of the thing itself that's great so if i can paraphrase that a little bit thinking about it as a side hustle rather than full-time replacement at the beginning see yeah. where it takes you 
Um, yeah. And uh, keep your options open. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great. And, and really focus on uh, how, it, you know, doing the work and seeing if this is something that you want to spend, spend full time at. That's, those are all yeah. good things to think about. Um, and so these are found, these wallets are found at charlietoddgoods.com. And uh, they're very reasonably priced compared to, I mean, this is fantastic leather. These will age over time, right? So they, they can naturally discolor in a way that's very pleasing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. and if people want like more field note, note notebooks and things like that, do you sell those or do you re refer people to other sites to buy those? Uh, we don't. We usually refer them to Field Notes themselves or Moleskin or whatever brand they like to put in the wallet. But we, we've thought about eventually making Charlie Todd Field Notes, you know, just our own customizable ones that you can buy from us instead of having to go to them. But yeah, all of our products are top quality leather. A lot of it's imported now and they're going to age really well. And we just, I wanted to make something for people that wouldn't their debit card <laughs> but at the same time be long lasting and durable and perfect for everyday use and if people want different colors than you offer on your website are you willing to do custom colors or custom stitching or custom thread? yeah yeah so uh we actually just started probably a couple of weeks ago offering custom orders entirely so if you go to the website we have a contact page and you'll see a little announcement too on the home page and it explains how you can contact us and ask us, do you want a, a laptop sleeve or a special pencil holder or anything like that? We can, we can get it done for you. So. Do you get a lot of pencil holder holder orders? Not much. We've had a lot of eyewear cases recently and stuff, but, uh, Very cool. but we're, we're really branching out into the custom stuff now that we uh, have the tools to do so. Awesome, Adam. Well, this is really exciting. I, I love hearing stories of, uh, particularly younger people who are maybe coming out of school or um, we just had, uh, we just had a, a young entrepreneur on previous episode who was uh, in her, one of her early jobs and uh, got laid off. And so she started some, a, a company called Lenny, but um, very, very exciting to see what you're doing here. Thank you for sharing with us today on the kick aspirational podcast. And uh, are there any uh, discount codes or special offers for listeners at kick aspirational? Yeah, I actually made a discount code this morning for you guys. Okay. Uh, the, the discount code is just kickass, one word, lowercase. So kickass. Uh, you just put, and that's 15% off your whole order, okay. whatever you're getting. We'll make sure that we include that in the notes on this podcast Perfect. episode. Kickass gets you 15% off at charlietoddgoods.com. That's very exciting. Yep. Thank you again, Adam. I really appreciate yeah, your no. time today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. You bet. talking to you. This has been the Kick Aspirational Podcast. Uh, you know, life is not a spectator sport, and neither is this podcast. Whatever you do this week, please get out there and do something. And do it in a way that is absolutely Kick Aspirational, because we want to see you be Kick Aspirational. <laughs>